Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I am your host, the Dance Scientist, and the Dance Science Podcast intends to build connections and drive discussion on how we can improve our field and make dance science more normalized. Thank you for being here and please enjoy this episode. Hi friends, thank you for being here with me today. Welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I am your host, the Dance Scientist, and in this episode, we're gonna be talking about my favorite dance science assignments that I assign to my students. Let's get right into it. Okay, so we're gonna start this episode by giving a little bit of context and background information for this specific topic, okay? When we're talking about giving assignments to dancers, okay, a lot of people think that dancers have too much on their plates these days and that they don't want to add any more to their plates, okay? And I actually agree with that. I actually agree that dancers have higher pressures and higher expectations placed on them these days from really all facets of their life, right? Even just school these days is just much, much different, right? Now, I totally agree with that, but on the flip side of the coin, I also think that giving them assignments is a necessary part of their dance education, okay? So basically, my approach is meeting in the middle, okay? And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is my personal approach, okay? So keep in mind that you can kind of take tidbits from this if you like to approach this differently, or you can kind of take the whole model that I've created here. Okay, so we've given some background and some context, and now let's move right into what I think the benefits are. So first and foremost, I really think that the assignments prepare them for whatever their future life holds, okay? Whether they choose to study dance in college, whether they choose to study something else in college, whether they choose not to go to college, I really think that these assignments are going to help them regardless of what they choose to pursue, okay? Additionally, they're just a really simple way sometimes to teach our dancers anatomy and dance science in general, right? So these really simple assignments can go such a long way in our dancers' education. So now let's get into what my actual model is and how I actually assign these assignments, okay? Again, keep in mind that this is my personal approach that I've kind of created over the years. And again, you can feel free to take this entire model and translate it into the environment that you teach in, or you can just kind of take little tidbits here and there. So there are three factors here of how I've kind of created this model. The first thing is that I give them between two to three weeks to complete the assignments. This depends on their ages though, okay? So with my seniors who are really used to getting assignments, I would probably give them two weeks to complete theirs. With my younger dancers, I would give them a little bit longer, okay? This is because I tell them that I really want quality work, right? I don't necessarily want something that's just thrown together in two days. Secondly, I like to give them time to start the assignment in class, okay? And again, I don't view this as a loss of technique time because I know how far these little assignments are going to go for them. So I give them time to start in class, but this depends on their age, okay? So again, using the example of my seniors, I really don't give them time to start in class, but with my younger 
classes, I will definitely give them time to start in class, even if it's five or 10 minutes. Third is that I really plan it to avoid holidays, competitions, and performances as much as possible. So what I do is I actually plan the due dates before the year even starts because we basically get our master schedules and I can kind of see an outline of what the year is going to be like. So between these three things, I feel like it's still giving the dancers a chance to execute dance science assignments, but it's doing it in a way that's not going to overwhelm them. All right, so we gave some background context to this topic, and then we talked about how I personally approach assigning assignments to my dancers. Now we're going to get into actual examples of assignments that I give, and the first one we're going to discuss here are vision board assignments. I've been assigning vision board assignments for several, several years now, so if you're looking for a visual or more information, you can definitely check out my Instagram, which is at scientist. Now, with my vision boards, with my senior dancers, they're used to being assigned a regular poster size. And then with my younger dancers, I assign them just basically a regular size piece of like lined paper. Yeah, like an 8.5 by 11, I think it is the regular size. Okay. Then maybe like my junior dancers who are in the middle, maybe I still assign them a poster board size like the seniors but maybe I lessen their amount of items that have to be on there, okay? So now let me talk about the actual items that they put on there, okay? So first of all, I don't limit them to the content that they put on their vision board because I think that's basically the whole point of the assignment is for them to have that freedom and for them to be able to explore other areas of their life besides just dance, right? So it's nice to kind of see them out of the complete dance world as we're used to seeing them, okay? So I tell them it does not have to be about dance. It doesn't even have to include dance, okay? The only rule that I've given them because I've learned this over the years is I give them a minimum amount of items that have to be on there for each age. So maybe with my seniors, I give them the amount of 30, for example, okay? So when I say 30 items, that means like stickers, pictures, some of them draw on theirs, like anything they want basically. And I count each one as being one item. Okay. I've learned that this is important over the years, in my opinion, because I've learned if I don't give them a minimum, then you'll have some boards with like five things and then you'll have some boards with like 50 things. So I just feel like that's like the only thing I need to do to make this assignment as fair as possible. But yeah, so that's basically it with the vision board assignment. And then keep in mind, I still use like my model that I discussed, which is giving them two to three weeks, depending on their age. Depending on their age, I might give them time to start in class. And remember also, I really plan the due dates ahead of time so that they're avoiding any major holidays, competitions, and performances. All right, guys, we're moving into the next assignment, which is called the imagery assignment. Again, this is another one that I've assigned for literally years. So if you're interested in seeing maybe like a visual and learning more about the inner workings behind this assignment, then please head over to my Instagram page. So for the imagery assignment, the first thing that I have them do is I have them choose an imagery that they're working on in class, okay? So I'll give you an example. Maybe one of my dancers is working on their shoulder alignment when their arms are, let's say, fifth middle, right? Right in front of their chest, okay? 
So let's say they know that they're working on this concept about the shoulder, right? Now, what I have them do is I have them select an imagery that is helpful for them in regards to the shoulder, okay? Now, let me be specific here, okay? Because I tell them, I know that I've given you imagery, right? And I know that maybe some of the other teachers have given you things to think about with that shoulder, right? But I also give them the opportunity that they can also make up their own imagery around the shoulder. So I'm giving them a lot of options here, right? I can say you can select one that I've taught. You can select one that another teacher has told you. Or you can start from scratch and make up your own. So once they have their imagery chosen, they have to represent it artistically in some way. So they can draw, they can paint, they can do really anything they want. Because I'm really trying to keep this assignment open-ended because I want them to feel like they can really use their creativity and they can really explore where their creativity is leading them, okay? What they also have to do with their little page of art is they have to write or type a one-page paper, okay? And on the one-page paper, they basically just have to talk about why they chose this imagery and how they think it's going to benefit them in all of their dance classes, okay? So I'm, I'm trying to spread this into all of their classes and not necessarily just their ballet class, for example, okay? And then once their two or three weeks is up, depending on what age group this is, they also have to present them to the class, okay? So I tell them they have to talk, to talk for about, you know, 30 seconds to a minute and show their imagery to the class, talk about why they chose it, and talk about how they think it's going to help them. So again, this is another easy, easy way that we can be teaching anatomy and teaching dance science, okay? Another thing that I will do with this assignment is as my dancers are finishing up presenting their um, assignments to the class, I will also give them a little anatomy lesson around the area that they chose. So for example, the example we were using was about the shoulder. So once that dancer is done presenting their shoulder assignment, I might talk a little bit about more about the shoulder so that it's kind of like a little anatomy lesson as well. All right, next let's talk about dance history assignments, okay? So since I teach ballet, I usually center my assignments around ballet, but I'm also going to be explaining some different ways that you can do this, okay? So one of the ways that you can do this is you can stay in the style that you primarily teach and you can center the assignment around that dance style, right? Another way that you can do this is do like a crossover where like, for example, even though I teach ballet, maybe I want to center the assignment around something about the history of jazz, right? So maybe I want to cross over because maybe there's something that I really, really want them to learn about, right? So now that I've kind of explained the angles and the options, now I'm going to talk about exactly how to do this. So now let's talk about exactly how to do this, okay? Obviously, there are endless ways that you can assign a dance history assignment. So keep in mind that I'm just kind of sharing a few little tidbits and a few little ideas here. The first thing that I've done is the Royal Opera House has a YouTube playlist and it's called Ballet Evolved, okay? Obviously, keep in mind that this would be a ballet-centered assignment. So if you're not looking for a ballet assignment, keep in mind that I'll also be sharing some other ideas here, okay? So this is a playlist called Ballet Evolved from the Royal Opera House, and they have about 15 videos on YouTube, okay? 
These are nice because they're like short snippets of different eras in time. I'm obviously centered around ballet, so again, keeping that in mind. But, you know, it's nice as little snippets for dancers because they can still get an idea about each of the different time periods. And they also mention some of the main historical figures around each time period. So it's just really, really nice for the dancers to kind of get to see a little behind the scenes about where the dance style came from. So what I've done in the past is I've assigned them this assignment. And what I do specifically with this assignment is I have them watch the full playlist. And then I usually have them pick one video or one time period that they really, really enjoyed learning about. And then I usually ask them some questions. Now, I also want to point it out that I would really recommend following NDL, the National Dance Education Organization, on Instagram or on Facebook because they're constantly putting out really great information about dance history, okay? And they're really pointing to a lot of the excellent resources that are out there for each dance style. So I just wanted to shout that out, okay? Another thing that you can do for a really simple dance history assignment is, again, choosing the style that you want to focus on. If you want to stay in the style that you teach or if you want to do a little crossover one year, then really, really picking the main historical figures. And then sometimes it's fun to kind of jumble them in a little box or something and have them pick the names randomly. Or sometimes I've even assigned them specific historical figures and then you can have them make a little, you know, a one-page report. You can have them type something depending on the age. You can have them draw something. You can have them print something. There are just so many simple, simple ways and fun ways for them to be learning about dance history from a young age. Next, we're going to be talking about my goal assignment that I assigned to my dancers, okay? I do go back and forth with the idea of assigning this assignment to my dancers, because I also recently have been kind of going back and forth between goals to focus on or actually the habits, like the daily habits to focus on. Because there is this moment where sometimes we get really, really fixated on the goal as like an outcome and we lose sight of like the actual daily habits that are going to already get us there. So Again, I kind of go back and forth with this. And actually, the next dance year, I think I'm not going to call it a goal assignment anymore. I might call it like a habit assignment or like a daily habit assignment, okay? But anyways, let's just kind of get into the nitty gritty of why I think this is important in the first place, okay? So first of all, this is one that I strategically plan. So I obviously do this right in the beginning of the dance year. So this is the first assignment that they get from me, and it's usually in the month of September, okay? So there are a few things that I do here. One of the things that I have them do is I have a paper printed with all of the dance classes that they take. So you can list all of the dance styles that they take, and I have them write down a goal for each of the dance styles, okay? So that's one way to do this. Another way that I've done it is by asking them specific questions. So like, you know, what are you looking forward to in this class? And what are you working on in this class? And how do you think you're going to achieve it? And how are you feeling about this year? You know, what do you want to focus on this year? 
what negativity from the last year would you like to drop in this new dance year, right? So another way that you can do this is by just writing down questions for them to answer, okay? And again, if you kind of remember the framework for me assigning assignments in the first place is usually I'm giving my dancers two to three weeks depending on their ages, okay? So for my senior dancers, since they're used to this goal assignment in general, I usually just give them two weeks, okay? Another thing that I include in this little goal assignment or whatever we decide to call it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, what I do is I also include some kind of pledge, okay? And usually the pledge is like a body positivity pledge, and I've usually gotten it from my dietitian friend. She's a registered dietitian, and she's an eating disorder specialist, and her Instagram is nourish.head2 point, and two is the, is the word two, so nourish.head2 point on Instagram, okay? And she posts about this little pledge that she does, and I actually just got the idea from her a few years ago. So again, I usually include some kind of pledge, and it's just about like, you know, being cautious about the words that we use with others and with ourselves. So again, I think that's really, really important. So again, kind of looping back to the beginning, regardless of how I decide to word this assignment next time, I think it's important to at least just kind of check in with our dancers at the beginning of the year. And just a little side note, because this also kind of brings me back to my grad school days when I was in my master's and I was pursuing my master's in kinesiology exercise science. And we took a lot of classes on like health behavior change. And you learn a lot about like the science behind behavioral change and how behavioral change happens in the first place and one of the things that we know from research is that again instead of focusing so much on the goal and on the outcome it's more sustainable over a long period of time if we actually just focus on the tiny tiny habits that we can implement daily okay so those lifestyle habits and those behavioral habits that we can implement daily because as research says, that's going to be change that's more long term, okay? That's going to carry someone more long term if they're focusing on the habits rather than the actual goals. The next assignment I assign my dancers is some sort of dance for health or dancing community assignment. I've only assigned this to my senior dancers so far, so just keep that in mind. The first thing that I do is I start to collect videos that have inspired me, okay, when it comes to this topic specifically, okay? So you can either, you know, collect these videos over time or you can kind of just go down a rabbit hole one day on YouTube, which is actually what happened to me one day and I found a lot of amazing things on there. So my videos that I used the last time I assigned this, again, they all happen to be YouTube videos and I picked five videos okay now some of these are on like you know dance for health like one of them was the i adams dancing for health film another one was about how dancing is good for the brain another one was a ted talk from peter lovat who is a dance psychologist another one was a ted talk about my journey with dance and mental health okay 
So basically all of these videos are related to the topic of dancing community and dance for health, which is a really hot topic right now in dance science. So again, I think it's important for our senior dancers to have this knowledge that this side of dance also exists, right? And dance is much, much wider and much, much more broad than they might even realize. Okay, back to the assignment. So once I have the videos chosen, so for mine, for example, I had five videos chosen. Then I have them choose one video that inspired them the most, okay? And then they basically just answer the questions that I type out for them, okay? Last time I did this, I had a written paper where they answered the questions, and then I had a part two, which was a visual representation using any artistic medium on a regular sheet of paper, okay? So for example, if they watch the video on how dancing is good for the brain, they can draw anything that they want, um, you know, how they were inspired from that video, okay? So basically the questions are like, you know, what about this video inspired you? What did you learn? How has this video shaped your perception and awareness of the power of dance? How will this new information help your dancing? Is there anything you would like to share regarding the content of this assignment? Okay. So again, an easy assignment. Okay. It really didn't cost me anything besides doing some research and sitting down and really, really seeing what videos I wanted to share with them. Okay. So this is a really easy way for our dancers to really, really start to explore dance for health and dancing community. All right, lastly, we're gonna be talking about dance science assignments, okay? Honestly, I could probably write a book with all of the ideas that I have for dance science assignments because my brain is constantly like exploding with new ideas. So again, keep in mind that there are really endless, endless, endless things that we can do for dance science assignments. So please keep in mind that this is just going to be a little snippet of maybe some of my favorite ideas and maybe some of my favorite things that I've done in the past. Okay, so one simple assignment that I can explain is actually a playlist of YouTube videos by the Australian Ballet called Ballet Anatomy. There are six videos on this playlist, and they're all really short snippets of anatomy in motion, basically, okay? So I like that these give a nice visual representation of how beautifully harmonious the human body operates and is organized. So it's, again, it's really, really nice, and it's really, really simple to show our dancers because these are all short videos, okay? So when I've assigned this assignment in the past... I first have the dancers watch all of these videos on the playlist, and then I have them choose their favorite video, and then I just have them answer a few questions, okay? Now, actually, the last time I did this, I think I had them answer a few questions and do some sort of artistic representation on a separate sheet of paper. So once they've chosen the video that inspired them the most, I'll just have them answer a few general questions about why they liked the video and what they took from it. All right, let's get into a few other ideas here for dance science assignments, okay? Another really simple thing that you can do is assign assignments around flashcards, okay? Now, keep in mind, I do have my own flashcards if you're interested in browsing them on my website, but, you know, any anatomy flashcards will do. And I just want to point out that 
Flashcards is really another launching pad for so many ideas and so many things that you can do with them, right? You can play memory games with them. You can assign assignments with them. And, you know, there are really a lot of fun, creative things that you can do with them. So just keeping that in mind, okay? For example, you can assign them each a flashcard and you can have them do an assignment around it, right? There are really, really a lot of really fun and really easy things that we can do for our dancers. Another idea is having your dancers partner up or you can also put them in groups of three depending on the size of your class and depending on the age and your personal preference as a teacher. And you can assign each of the groups a specific area of the body to do a project on. Whether you want them to do a little PowerPoint presentation, whether you want them to do a little movement section, whether you want them to teach a little exercise, anything that you want them to do around that body part, and they, then they can present it to the class. Time for a wrap up to this wonderful episode today. So first we talked about why are dance assignments important in the first place, right? Why do we need them, right? And one of the things that we talked about is that it really is preparing them for a future life in dance or in any other field, right? Because it really has a permanent imprint on the way that they think and on the way that they operate, okay? We also talked about how I personally approach assignments. Remember, I give two to three weeks depending on the age. Sometimes I give them time to start in class. And then obviously, I'm planning it to avoid holidays, competitions, and performances as much as I possibly, possibly can. Then we got into some specific things. We talked about like the vision board assignments, the imagery assignment, dance history assignments, goal assignments, dance science assignments, and dance for health assignments. All right. If you enjoyed the content and if you enjoyed the conversation that we had today, I would like to point you into the direction of a few things if you are interested, okay? The first thing that I have is a mini course called the Curriculum Course, okay? It is one hour of content for $19, and you can learn more about it on my website, okay? The Curriculum Course is basically a more in-depth experience of the conversation that we had today. So basically, the conversation that we had today was a really quick summary of what you cover in the curriculum course, okay? I also offer dance science printables on a wide variety of topics, and I also offer my own dance science flashcards. These can all be found directly on my website, which if you're unable to find my website, you can head to my Instagram page and you can just click the link. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today on this episode of the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to leave a review. You can also rate this episode and you can also send me a direct message on Instagram. Thank you for being here today, friends. And I look forward to seeing you in my next episode.